Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 1999's audition, do me a solid favor. Get your girl background check, man. Protect your neck. Okay? It ain't worth dying. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Cold45Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts, if you please. And um, hit us up on Podbean, man. Um, it's a pretty legit app. Uh, we see you when you add us, and you can send us messages as you listen to the show. Uh, shout out to C. Sessler, Burger613, uh, Chris Demetrio1, and our boys, Not Historian, for adding us, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Also, shout out to Melvin. This episode is dedicated to you, my friend, and shout out to my boy, Victor Almoran. Um, today, Code 45 is powered by... Uh, I'm going with Gatorade Frost. I'm broke, so I'm going with the spit in my motherfucking mouth. Saliva! It's not just a band. You are now listening to Cult 45, the only cult movie podcast that puts it on your chest. So sit back, relax, pour up, and turn up. Yeah! Welcome, everybody, to an unsettling deep edition of Cold 45. I am your host, Beat'em Down. Today, I'm joined by Random Randy Savage. How you been, man? Oh, man. I'm, I'm fucking weary of everything that's not a, that doesn't have a penis now. I'm kind of... <laughs> <laughs> this, this because... Movie, <laughs> yeah. This movie fucked up your hot Asian chick fetish? You're wrong for that. I love Asian chicks. <laughs> and, and now, they, everywhere I see... I, I, I feel like there's danger. There's danger everywhere. No, nah, it can't be like that, man. You gotta. Be, it, it, it's Women Empowerment Month, essentially, because we did kill Bill. Uh, we're doing audition right now, and I think you're just you're just in your fucking feels, bro. But it's okay. Just just make sure that you uh you know you just. Check. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind them being empowered. It's just now I'm. You know. No. Now I feel like the Dutchman surrounded by all the Negro slaves out in the high seas. It just it ain't gonna work out. Very well. <laughs> I can see you like wanting to ask somebody to cook for you and then start sweating. Like, you know what? I'm good. It's a McDonald's down the street. I'm fine. It's whatever. <laughs> you know what? I'm loving it tonight, baby. Let me uh, let me get the fuck up out of here and not get sliced the fuck up. But like, um, yeah, the guys today we're doing uh Takashi Mike's audition. This is actually the second uh, Mike movie we're doing. The first one we did was um Itchy the Killer, not too long ago, with our boy John Hernandez. Takashi uh, Miike uh, has a, uh, let's say, a, a style or a trademark, if you will. Are you familiar with uh, Miike's work, Randy? Actually, I have not seen that one, but now after watching this one, I'm definitely going to go check it out because I have heard it's good and it's I hear it's just, it's crazy violent is oh, what yes. the words they use. Yeah, yeah. That, that is just uh, the director's trademark. Now, I got to say, uh, Takashi Miike is probably one of the most diverse uh, directors out there. At the same time, they're one of the most out there directors out there. I, I'm giving him shine only because like he's personally one of my favorites as far as uh, Asian directors go. I always, whatever movie it is, I always check to see if he directed it or not. And he's done an array of stuff, Randy, which you won't believe. He's done everything from uh, Ultraman Max mm-hmm. to, uh, have you seen 13 Assassins? I think I did, yeah. I did see that one. Yeah, he directed that one, man. That is on Netflix currently, folks. If you if, if you want a nice, like safe entryway into uh, into his movies, I highly recommend 13 Assassins. Um, mainly action-oriented uh, uh, samurai epic. But um, I, I will say this. He does a lot of creepy-ass movies, but the motherfucker knows how to direct action, man. I will give him that. 
I really will. And normally I don't just, you know, be kissing the buzz of directors on this show, but I, I got to give them props. This motherfucker's done easily over 100 movies, like since wow. 95, bro. Like he, I mean, and then like within like, I know 1999, he's probably had like three memorable movies. Uh, I've seen everything from like uh, Gozu, Itch of the Killer, like we uh, mentioned, Audition. Uh, I haven't seen the Ultraman movie. I'm going to watch it <laughs> for damn sure. But I want to see the movie. Um, we're going to review it eventually, uh, Dead or Alive. I heard a lot about it, and I, it really piqued my interest. But if you want to see some out there, out-of-the-box movies, I highly recommend these. This one's probably a nice introduction for anybody who have not seen a uh, Takashi Miike movie. I feel like Audition's a good introduction to his type of style. It's not a lot of story beats to do on this one, right, Randy? I went back in my notes, and I was like, that's all I took. It seemed like I was, like, done. But... <laughs> Two hours later, I didn't have only like three pages worth. I was like, "Oh, okay." But there's a lot to there's a lot to marinate on. There's a lot to you know put in the bucket, uh, put some meat right. in there. You know, what I'm saying, put the shit in the fridge, let it let it infuse a little bit. You know, what I'm saying, maybe got a little bit of cayenne, some lime in there. You want to switch it up, get the flavors, uh, the flavor melody all correct and whatnot for you to taste on later later time. When you put the meat on the grill, letting it simmer. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're going to be doing with our conversation, baby. So y- I hope y'all ready. Hope you're at the table. Got your bib on and shit. Got your wet naps to the side because it-, it may get a little messy. Especially when we get down to that ankle meat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you saw uh, But, um. <laughs> so, man. Um, I'm fine. Nah, Rando, come on, baby. Relax, man. It's not, it wasn't that bad. We're going to do worse movies, Rando. I'm going to say that right now. Oh, good. I hope you're ready for 100 some days of Sodom. Because that's next. I'm joking. <laughs> That is that is not gonna happen yet. Um, yeah. Have you seen this movie before? I remember seeing it like a long time ago. I don't. I think it might have been right when it came out. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing scenes. I also remember vividly trying to block stuff out. Like, ah, no, delete. I don't want this in my <laughs> brain no more. Well, let me ask you this, man. Like, how are you? Because you know, like, uh. We know each other, but we don't know each other. Know each other. Let's 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 let's, let's pull out this uh, psychiatrist's couch. Let me, let me have you sit down on that bad boy. Are you okay with like really um, high tension, gory movies? Like, have you dealt with those much in your past, or have you just kind of dabbled in it? You know, put a little toe in it and whatnot. See what the water's like. I don't usually watch movies just for gore. I like to watch movies that have gore, but also have an interesting story to go with it, like uh, Frailty and uh, High Tension. Oh, I. <laughs> you caught what I did there because I said high tension on purpose because that was one of the first uh, foreign films I was introduced to where it was like really like high violence and creepy the fuck out but I fucking loved it but you know what I love mm-hmm. more Randy mm. making other people I know watch it and seeing them just fucking go through it <laughs> yeah. oh what nobody sh- likes you after that nobody likes your suggestions when you work at Hollywood Video and you start offering like, like here take this it's you know audition it's fine your kids can love it <laughs> it's for the babies man it's for the babies it's for the children um so yeah let's break this bad boy down huh oh yeah let's go ahead and let's get into it let's get into this bitch so um right off the bat there's a woman dying in a hospital god damn <laughs> shit wasting no time no time was wasted rando just sadness sadness yeah, and despair is, this is as worse as the first five minutes of up yeah you know what? But up was beautiful. This was just sad. This was, at least yeah. you, at least you up get to was see beautiful. Him. This was sad. Yeah, you, you get to see him fall in love with children. At least, at least he has something to hang on to. We're at the tail end, basically, the part where she's just fucking dying and staring out the goddamn window, 
and our, our boy um, um, Ayoma, I think is his, uh, his name, but we're going to call him Dad <laughs> for the rest of this episode for the sake of, um, you know, simple folk, a.k.a. me. But um, he's actually played by uh, Ryo Ibiashi, a very famous Japanese actor. He's done a butt-ton of movies, dude. Um, you may have seen him in Suicide Club, if you guys are into that shit. He was also in The Grudge 1 and 2, uh, American Yakuza, uh, a lot of legit movies, man. He has been around. And uh, even oh, by the way, I forgot to mention uh, Takashi Miike also directed Ace Attorney, the live action movie. Ah, objection. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's all over the fucking place, dude. And yeah. um, yeah, man. So like, he's been in a lot of uh, Takashi's movies also, and um, he's kind of a staple for him. So it was kind of cool to see him again. But you know, I like how he had just quiet reservation uh, through the majority of this movie. So like we you know the wife's the wife's gone and he kind of just deals with it. But of course he has a son. Of course his son's trying to show off a, a science project to his mom. Of course mm-hmm. it's like the most elaborate, you know, because Japanese don't fuck around when it comes to schoolwork. So you know it's elaborate as shit. <laughs> mother, I built nuclear power station for you. <laughs> Perpetual energy, mother. Impossible cure for your disease. I love you. Yeah, she fucking she didn't get to see it, dude, and uh, it was kind of a bummer. And. Nobody flips out. You know, they look at each other. Super solemn. I guess, you know, uh, one, one of the luxuries of uh, somebody being sick, I guess, passing away. You already know it's going to happen, possibly. So maybe they knew yeah. what the deal was. Maybe it was something terminal. But it was just, it was a fucking bummer, dude. And we get, we get them a, a nice little transfer shot where we can tell there's a passage of time. <clears throat> and we got these dudes fishing. They're hanging out, you know, father and son shit all day long. You know, he's, it, it's apparent he's not a shit dad. You want to know why, yeah. Randy? Why? Motherfucker Why he... has uh, top-of-the-line fishing gear, bro. He didn't just get two sticks of string together. These motherfuckers got jackets, matching hats, the whole fucking nine, dude. And, like, wow. I think they're fishing at the where the Toyo, I mean, the, the Toho logo <laughs> is, where the, where the water splashes all the time. I feel like that's where they're oh. fishing. That's, I what, mean, that's what it looked like. Makes me feel bad about my dad's skills now. Oh, dude, my, you know, my dad does, does what he can, but it's when it comes to fishing, yeah. man. I'm sorry, this guy takes a cake. I'm not so. wearing North Face jackets. In the, <laughs> the blaring wind, fishing for giant fish and whatnot. But um, I like how uh, they get that one big ass fish and they're like, "Oh, we gotta share this." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like, but it wasn't even that big. I was like, "Really? Yeah." Can I'm you like, just like share, like just freeze half of it or something. Nah, fuck that. That's my fish. I'm not sharing this shit. That's a it fish. Just shows our American of it all. Like, Share, you need it. Yeah. You need a dick. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nobody. What you catch, motherfucker? You fall. Why you in my shit? You take your ass, Captain D's, motherfucker. This <laughs> is America. America. Double side fish. I mean, I saw what they did with it, but I'm, I mean, come on, man. You know, just catch another one. Right. Whatever, man. Exactly. America. So, um, <laughs> so basically, what kicks everything in motion is what. Right. Dad has this look on his face, and the kid's like, "Hey, Dad, um, you look pretty down." Maybe you should go, you know, get remarried. Yeah. You look dispirited. Well, that that's the the the, the subtitles bot said you look dispirited, but I see in some it says you look old. And yeah. I, I think I think dispirited old. is probably more accurate. Why you look old, you get married. Like what? But um he took that shit to heart, man. He's like, you know what, you're right. I'm like, fuck you, son. <laughs> like, I'm fine. I'm fucking fine, dude. Like I was doing just fine until you said some shit over this fish head <laughs> dinner, punk bitch. But um, he took it to heart, man, and um, he called up his homeboy, you know, just to chit chat with him. They had like this uh, 
legit little uh, sit down at the, it looked like a hotel bar. I don't know where the fuck they were. They're knocking back drinks and shit. And it seemed like there was like a, uh, something equivalent to a bachelorette party going on. One thing that's really interesting, mm. Rando, is um, like Japanese culture as far as when it comes to women, like how they view them. Because you have um, like stereos. <laughs> what? Like objects? Yeah. <laughs> like, what stereos? Of all the inanimate objects you had to pick. <laughs> Bitch, right, I see I just, you as a stereo. Like I need a sub. I need two. I need two regular stuff, speakers, and I need a huge amp. So fucking. Oh. <laughs> and make and make sure it can cook something too. <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> So I don't think not so much objects, more so pets, the way they speak of them. Because like these, these these women are, you know, they're they're being brash, they're kind of loud, uh, they're being kind of outgoing, if you will. And uh, his friend, look at these thirsty bitches. Yeah, he was he was really like just disgusted with them. It's like you know they were they're, they're just impolite, and this is the you know the whole country's in ruin. They're doomed. And um, they were just talking, you know, basically talking about like what what exactly it is that they were looking for in a woman. And I like just the, the the blatant confidence of like I'm just gonna try, boom, I'm gonna get a wife. Not the fact, oh, can I get a wife? It's just a matter of when and who, which is weird. You know, the friend comes up with an idea, is like, hey man, how about I got your back? Check this out. I'm gonna fake a movie audition. That way yeah. you could take your pick of the litter, and you're not gonna want the one that gets the role anyway. You're gonna want the one that you know that's like a runner up. And <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> So, I mean, if you think about it, I guess it's a good idea. It's kind of, a, you know, because around 99, online dating wasn't really like a thing thing. It was kind of frowned yeah, that's upon. It's kind I, of frowned upon back that. then. I think, you know, time is blurry. I drink a lot, Randall. It was kind of like a fast track to like, you know, get hot chicks <laughs> that have skills because skills are fucking important for some reason because not only do you need a bride you need a legit pokemon with the perfect stats apparently i, I don't know what the fuck like why does she have to know how to play piano why is it you don't want a hot chick who's just boring you don't want someone who's like super hot but just stands there like some kind of piece of furniture you gotta have her do things yeah you but know? skills if though. you're gonna spend the time to actually pay for this bitch <laughs> you wanna make sure, make sure that she actually does things it's like he said. It's like I'm choosing my first car, and I'm like, oh boy, I guess. What a comparison, yeah, like, huh? Like Jesus, like literally just objectification all out the wazoo. And, and, right. and the funny part is, it's like he's being a total piece of shit, but he's being like super sincere at the same time. Like it's like it's uh like it's not out of the ordinary to have that type of logic. You know what I mean? Like it seems like that's commonplace. Like like he's doing some fucked up shit, but at the same time, I feel like it's par for the course there. Okay, so I've already said some shit that is kind of like messed up, but to uh, but to be honest, that is true. We don't look as human beings, we don't look for mates or partners who just look good. We actually like people <laughs> who have our interests, who actually do things on their own and actually have opinions and stuff like that. So, yes, that makes sense for her to have these skills and abilities as well as look attractive, but like the way they like presented it is like like I said, we don't want a stupid bitch who just stands in the corner and does nothing. We want her to do things. I mean, she can just have a fat ass, and I'll, I'll work from there. I work backwards. <laughs> just, I'll reverse engineer uh, my taste. And but <laughs> so, so another thing, you're right. Online dating's not been a thing, but I'm pretty sure casting websites have been around since the early internet. And I've abused a few, not abused, but used a few 
uh, casting websites before. And yeah, it's just like online dating. You just, I want only redheads. And then you get a slew full of redheads who are looking to be actresses. And then you're like, okay, let's set up an audition. No, dude, did you did you do casting couches in real life, man? I did. No, you didn't. Are you serious? I did. Yeah, because uh, as part of my degree in uh, film and studies, oh. I actually had to make a movie. <laughs> so I made... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't... <laughs> I was. <laughs> you scared I've me for actually, a second. I was, I was like, "No, Randy. <laughs> I thought you were like legit, like con chicks into like porn situations." I was really like, you threw me off. You know what's really sad is oh. every time I tell people like I make movies. Oh, really? Pornos, right? No, like I try to make real legit kind of movies. I'm. I mean, but, but yeah, they just they sometimes just involve a girl on the couch. I mean, if I hear casting couches, that's what I'm thinking though. Like, I, I like you tell me casting couch. My my brain goes porn. We we both failed. It was a both. It was a miscommunication where how professional you are as a person, and how much of a pervert I am. That's what happened. So I apologize. But it's not just you. It's everyone I meet, and it seems like just the way I make it sound. It's like, yeah, I got him on the casting couch. But yeah, just don't say casting. There was couch. a couch. I know, I was but casting them. Yeah, but. You know, casting cows usually have sperm on them now, so it's just, you can't even say it. Yeah. It seems like now it's, an, it's a noun for it just means yeah. sex. It just means prostitution. Like, oh, casting couch, right? Dude, yeah, if I, sure, whatever. If, if, I, if I took a picture of a woman sitting on a couch and sent it to you, you'd be like, what's, what's the link? Because you're going to think, whatever. Moving on. Yeah. Even, you know what? Even in this movie, they didn't use a couch because it's professional. Just throwing yeah, it out there. It's just like the way you do it. You set up a chair really far away in, an, in like a gym or something, and then you sit at this coffee table that you brought from home, and you you and your buddy just sit there and just make jokes as they leave about their fat ass or the fact that they look like zombies or like who like they like to cut themselves apparently. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we're jumping ahead. But um, fuck it. Yeah. So the search begins, right? Right. <laughs> And you pretty much pretty much laid out what happened. I like how this movie, um I was told it was a horror movie, but this was like rom com comic relief scene, right? I was thinking this could actually be an American comedy from the start. Like there's a certain point where this movie just goes straight horror. But <laughs> from up to a certain point, you could make this into like casting couch starring Tim <laughs> Allen and Tim like Allen? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Because it's gotta be an older gentleman, oh, right? But it's God. like but still funny, can, and then his uh, best friend is like Tom Arnold, and is like, "Hey, uh, I know what you can uh, do." And then, oh, uh, you're the bad at casting. <laughs> you need to stick to redhead chicks. That's fucking horrific. Uh, nobody will watch that shit. Well, I just I thought about the demographic, and Tim Allen's got a huge audience now of like you know conservatives who like, yeah, I want to pick women out of a lineup and just take them home with me. Fair enough. <laughs> when you put when you pitch it that way, my friend. Yeah. You're back in business. Sponsored by Walmart. <laughs> They're going through the, the the audition, right? But beforehand, our boy is going through all the dossiers like a fucking uh, KGB spy. And he sees this one picture of this chick who, I'm sorry, her photo headshot is creepy as fuck. But cute nonetheless. It's our girl Asami. Asami is actually being played by um, Ahi Shina from Tokyo Gore fame. Or excuse me, to- Tokyo Gore Police fame uh vampire girl versus frankenstein girl and uh outrage so she's been in quite a few films and uh was there any other ones i missed no you got the big ones those are the ones we were worried about i can't wait to see uh 
Vampire Girl versus Werewolf Boy uh, coming soon. I can't wait to see Vampire Girl versus Lava Girl versus Shark Boy versus <laughs> Werewolf Boy. Yes, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yes, that'd be fucking amazing. So we have uh, during this audition, we're seeing a lot of crazy people, and I feel like I saw a couple of um, actresses from like legit movies make like a weird cameo appearance. Yeah, the audition seemed kind of an odd spot where I was like. I don't know where I've seen these faces before, but I'm pretty sure my pants were down. But <laughs> that's not what I meant. But um, <laughs> there was one chick who was a, uh, a a villain from a movie called Dumplings, and I feel like she was in it. I think she was one of the ones. Um, I can't. I think her name was. Uh, oh my god, she played Jade in uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ooh, maybe that's where I've seen her from. I think that was her. I can also be horrifically wrong, and if I am, I apologize to her and her family. But um, Asami finally shows up, right? Right. She's sitting in a chair. The dad is, like, just fucking falling all over himself trying to talk to her, and it's embarrassing. His friend is embarrassed. <laughs> He's just yeah. really, like, into it because, like, she uh, – because he read her essay, which is another thing that his friend told him. Hey, read the essays. Don't just look at the uh, photos. And she was talking about how she damaged her hips horribly when she was doing ballet and she can't do ballet anymore and she feels like you know that's is is equal to death you know really just dramatic and serious and uh not sexy at all to me <laughs> but it's like a suicide note she's sitting in with her casting photo yeah. and i'm like um maybe maybe we should just cast her to be sure that someone can watch her for a few more days because right i don't know about this one right so like but 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 this whole wounded bird thing you know he's all about it, and 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 Randy, you you know how we do in America. We got this term, and I feel like our boy Oyama falls in this term. Captain Save a Ho. I, that is a new term for me. I have what? never heard that. Term. You never heard of a Captain Save a Ho? Are you serious? I have never heard that term, but I will use it now regularly all the time. Because I the term I know is oh oh poor girl. <laughs> what? I never heard of that term. Well, that okay. So like. You see, like, a girl drop her drink in the bar and go, oh, poor girl, let's get you another one. And then you walk over to the bar, you start talking, and then later, you know, when she's on her knees, giving her review of whatever. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So, (laughs) Jesus. Of audition. Nice. So, yeah, it's this, this, you know, it's this kind of complex where, you know, you're always out there, you know, the white knight thing. for, for internet people, you know, when, when somebody makes a comment, uh, trying to be like, you know, the, the knight in shining armor, basically, uh, he wants to be the hero and he wants to save her and feels like he can put her in the right direction. She already has the prerequisites as far as looks, skills, uh, <laughs> fucking arts and crafts, and um, you know the fact that she's like this, this, you know, uh, damsel. You know, he really appealed to that part of her, and I think. Um, that's kind of that kind of falls into his, uh, I guess, misogyny in a weird way. Well, I think it's more of a reflection of he didn't have the ability to save his wife, but now that he sees someone broken and falling, he has the chance to actually save someone. Oh. And then maybe like now it's like, oh, you're you know you are falling down this abyss of just despair. I can catch you before you go into the darkness, and then try to bring you back up, and we can fall in love together. And, Mm, yeah, and then you can sit on my dick, and then you can uh, sit on it. <laughs> you can sit all the way on it, all the way, even with your bad hips. But uh, Jesus, 
Uh, <laughs> then I'm going to shatter your hips one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Giving you this dick. But, um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, I like this real creepy ass shot that got interjected real quick as he's talking to her of the fucking dead wife, wide ass awake, sitting up in the hospital bed. Yeah. Like, real quick. I, like, if you blinked, you missed it. And I feel like that was a nice little nod of like her her ghost being like, oh no, baby, no, 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 <laughs> just wrong chick, because it was a look of worry on her face, not anger, not revenge, just like the fuck, and it's just <laughs> just like that it was gone. By the way, these questions in this audition were savage as fuck, right? Yeah, it was like, have you ever worked in the sex industry? Uh, have you ever had a Cleveland steamer? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, Do you like feet? <laughs> two fingers in your butt or one? Like, just, I mean, but not not like that invasive, but pretty fucking invasive questions. I got to give a shout out to a little, little quick bit of trivia. Um, they were asking about um, favorite actors, and one was a, a Ren, Ren Osugi, and they both bust out laughing because I think that was like a uh, gag that they kept in the movie. Ren Osugi is actually an actor that they consistently use in uh, Mickey films. Oh. Cool. And he was he was actually in that movie as well. So it was kind of like a oh. little, it was it was a legit joke that happened in there. There was also a, uh, a Tarvosky reference. Uh, uh, somebody asking, "Do you listen to uh, you watch Tarvosky movies?" And Mike is actually influenced a lot by those movies, uh, mainly a movie called Stalker, which is like a long as fuck movie with a lot of pauses and a lot of um. It's it's really interesting movie. It's a Russian flick, uh, mm-hmm. sci-fi, but it's like <laughs> it's almost like they had no budget, so everything is in fields and it's grimy as fuck. But we also get some titties out of nowhere during the audition because she didn't know what, what this job was about. She thought she was going to be doing um, Backdoor Sluts 9. Yeah. <laughs> she she heard Casting Couch and was like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Let me break she showed up, out. ready to play. Even though, even though the movie was called Tomorrow's Heroine, she... <laughs> so so basically, um, they're also asking her references, Asami, when they're um, interviewing her. And she, and she brings up this... Uh, she had a record producer helping her at one time, but he vanished after a year. And they're like, okay, cool, whatever, right? So the interview's over. And everything seems fine. You know, uh, the dad is super super stoked that he met her. He's going to try to reach out to her later and stuff. And um, they kind of set a date. He calls her, and they set up a date. But um, shit's creepy as fuck, bro. Oh, yeah. So the friend actually warns him, like, hey, man, um, I can't find anything on this fucking record producer. They, they said this motherfucker's been missing. He was like, dude, whatever, man. Just chill out. Because, you know, at, at this point, the dad's dick is, like, overriding any type of logic. He's like, dude, shut up. Like, I finally I found this chick. It's going down. Shut your goddamn mouth. So when he calls her, right, because old girl says she'll be waiting for his yeah. call. When he calls her, Ayami, I'm sorry, Asami is sitting in this dark room with one light in this weird, like, hanging position. Like, she's sitting on her knees, and her back is arched all the way over, like, downward, to where you could see her spine, like, protruding out the back of her neck. And the phone rings super loud, and you see this, like... She did it very well, but it freaked me the fuck out. Simple things. She just smiled. But the way that the smile came across her face bothered the fuck out of me. Mind you, while this is happening, there's a fucking bag. Just this really horrible looking bag, just off in the distance. And I'm like, what's in the bag, man? What's in the fucking bag, dude? And I just can't. (laughs) I just can't. What's in the bag? Oh, boy. So 
she tilts her head up super creepily, dude, and like they get on the phone and they make a date. Right? So when she hangs the phone up, the fucking bag just jolts. And I shit myself. The first time I saw this. I was not ready, dude. Like when that bag violently growled and moved around, what the fuck went through your head, bro? I was like, oh shit. I need to do my laundry. That's what I'm <laughs> My laundry does the same shit when it's tied up in a bag and it just gets so fucking full and just kind of slammed itself against the wall and shit. What kind of laundry do you have? I don't do it for a while, so you get like these, you get a lot of like critters. Oh, 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 Christ. God and damn. then the, the little critters bring on the bigger critters. Right, stop this. And then when you tie everything so... up, it gets like, it's uh, much bigger than I think it is. That's fucking so, good. Like try to run. And it runs against the wall. And uh, no, okay. I, I got a bat. That's why I got the bat. So she got a bat. Oh my god! I got a bat, and I got tied. Takes out all stains. Stop. <laughs> so, Jesus. So basically, um, you, you ever watched G four back in the day? I did a little bit of G four. You remember mostly that co- for Olivia Munn, but yeah. Uh, you remember that commercial <clears throat> when um this guy's washing his hands because he's at a party and the butterfly is talking to him to go home and watch G four. You remember that commercial? No. Ah, look that at, does not something look, I remember. Look it up on YouTube. She's like, uh, you, you need to go home and watch. It was like it's called Midnight Spank. And he's like, I don't want to. I'm having so much fun. She's like, you need to go watch the show or I'm going to open up that horrible bag over there. And they referenced Audition. And they oh, had, shit. Yeah, and the, it was the bag from Audition in the bathroom. He's like, do you want me to open that bag? He's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was so fucking funny, dude. Oh man, because I, I when I saw the bag, I thought about the G four commercial that I saw before, and, and and it was around that same time. So they totally referenced that movie way ahead of time. So shout out to G four that's no longer existing. But I digress. So they finally meet up and shit, and I just I, I really hate how the closer they get, the creepier she kind of came off. Like she was being all timid and shy and shit, but she mm-hmm. really kind of irked me, bro. Like I really was kind of unsettled by her and just how she was everything he wanted though the fact that she was so timid and uh kind of like a you know introverted he was all about it man because she was you know, she was like sheep like a little sheep person and um he was uh, i don't know man it, it was it, i was still unsettled by her obviously for the whole bag and sitting thing but just him to me so not aware of the danger that he's in just made me like so afraid for him and like you basically have this you go from drama in the beginning of the movie to like basically like tension mm-hmm. of what- well I, I think it's mostly because you know when you're when you're creating this universe is you know where you get to see everything or to a point you get to see everything and now you as the audience member know that the this guy is in for some weird shit because <laughs> she has dirty laundry that doesn't move on its own and now she's just being really steadily creepy and quiet, like, I don't know, all the serial killers you've ever seen in every movie. But he's just like, I can't wait to fuck you. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. But uh, <laughs> be so good. Right. Things are going well. They're going on repeated dates and shit. Uh, she won't let him drop him off at the house, which is a fucking red flag. But um, he doesn't mind because his dick is like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> He's just it's gonna be the best night ever. So it's gonna be happening. <laughs> so he basically um lets his son know and his friend know that like he's gonna propose to her on this little getaway hotel weekend, right? Right. And um you know his plan is going perfectly, man. Everything is going well. 
they they go out. Um, they have a great time out in the hotel area and shit. They're getting super close. It's nighttime. He's thinking everything's still cool because he's not pushing the issue. She starts to get butt naked. I'm not excited because I'm creeped out by her. So, like, none of this is sexy to me at all. Penis flaccid. I don't know how she managed to get undressed in the most stiff and, like, stop motion kind of movement where she barely moves at all. Yeah. And, like, she just kind of lets the clothes fall off of her. And I guess, yeah, sexy in some kind of creepy horror way. Negative. But definitely Nothing not, sexy. like, uh, well, the camera- like, no, come either, but... Yeah. Right, right. The, the camera, the camera nicely stayed like right at her calves. So like she's like, and all her clothes are coming off like in one spot. So it's like pants, one spot, underwear on the exact same top spot, bra. All, all of it just falls into one like lump of clothes. And then she like goes into the bed. She tells him to come here. He's like, fuck yeah. So he gets up a little, you know, way too quick, way too excited, way too thirsty. Uh, you know, because all he all he hears is, I'm gonna get some ass. Yeah. That's all he's hearing in his mind on a on a on a consistent loop, and uh, she stops him. She's like, "Just you know, just keep your clothes on and just come here." So she slowly reveals her legs to show that she has uh, this weird, like, long scar across the inner, inner part of her thigh. Right? It looks like a like a burn scar. Right. And I'm like, mm, "Okay, that's weird." Because everything else is pristine. And I was yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's odd. Maybe that was from surgery from the hip thing we're talking about. So whatever. And she's like. Are you cool with this? Are you okay? It's really like awkward and kind of like, and she makes him um, promise to love her and only her, which is a crucial stage um, for any guy who's a piece of shit. I just want to put out a little PSA. When you are naked, nothing stands. I will say anything to keep you naked. I, I mean, if you told me, to commit treason <laughs> and tell and tell everybody that Eric made the phone calls and I, I was, you know, and Putin told me where to put the bugs inside the White House because Obama told me to do it. I, I'm cool. As long as you stay naked, Natasha, I don't care. These are frightening facts, man. Like, it, I mean, she's naked. She's in the bed already. He's hovering over her. And all he hears, I'm gonna get some mess. And he's just like, okay, yeah, I love you, whatever, whatever you want, girl. And he starts this no, that's robe. A true life lesson right here. Don't trust anyone who is naked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask them to trust you while you're naked either. On both sides, you just, exactly. You can't, you can't. You can't do that to them. Have your clothes on when you ask those crucial questions about love and whatnot. Please, please. Because because when the dick is about to pop out, he's the one in charge. Oh, Ain't yeah. nobody thinking straight anymore. Yeah, all, all you hear, all you hear from the dick is assuming control. <laughs> it's like it's the whole liquid snake uh, ocelot situation, bro. Like just the veins pop up, it's over. You're no longer. You're uh, no longer. Terrible name for a penis, liquid snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think solidus, even though it's, it's a gas yeah. form, solidus sounds doper. Like it's a anyway. Moving on, dick names aside. Um, so he gets in the bed, right? Nice and slow. You know what I mean? All sensual and shit. Kind of gets on top of her. And then <laughs> fucking sheets. Then, then she pulls this Kurt Angle, like, switcheroo wrestling move. <laughs> Wham! It was the most... This is probably one of the, I will say, top 10 fucking transitions in time passage I've ever seen in my life. These sheets whip violently as fuck. And it's the morning. Yeah. It's like, what? Fucked me up, dude. Like, what went through your mind when you saw that shit? I was like, 
damn, she fucked him up so well, he just passed through time in an instant. <laughs> his his dick touched the top of her coochie, just whoosh, another dimension, dog. He's like, where am I? Her puss is a Stargate, and she just <laughs> yeah. immediately went to the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking MacGyver was in the back like, dude, don't do it. But uh, <laughs> So she's fucking gone. Like she instant yeah. transmissions after he came, dude. She's gone. And he's like, what the fuck? And then like, uh, he's trying to find her. He doesn't know where the fuck she is. So he's he calls the friend like, dude, um, the fuck? Like we had like a misunderstanding, which I was like, what, what does that mean? You know, cause I thought he maybe he pissed her off and she left, but they clearly fucked. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's like trashed and gone but yeah so so he's like what the fuck is you know and the guy and the friend is like well uh her house go to her house he's like i don't know where she lives like, the, the fuck and just everything is getting really 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 kind of creepy so now we go from suspense to uh you know some mystery type shit some like a detective thriller type situation oh yeah and now he's now he's chasing clues he's remembering like instances he's pulling back the csi vision and shit like that right and he's we're busting getting down doors like he's a cop like i'm busting into this studio ripping off wooden doors and shit well he, he didn't do it as aggressively as you make it sound but we were like in dutch angle city at this point all the dutch angles <laughs> you can fucking enjoy and love man are coming out or coming out now but um because he's like retracing his steps as far as what he learned about her, which is a, another life lesson. If you think about it, listening to women is kind of important. <laughs> yeah, because if you want to get the Stargate pussy, you got to find it again. <laughs> so, so fucking um, he he remembers he remembers about the dance studio. So he so like like you said, he breaks through the boards and he's inside. And what awaits him? Creepy ass old man playing the piano. This old man has been in two of um uh, Mike's movies. Uh, fuck! I forgot one. Of them. I forgot what they were called already. But one, one was like a gangster movie, and the other one was a uh, Gozu. Uh, he was like the head mob boss. So this guy is creepy as fuck. I'm scared. He's playing piano and shit. And you know, first of all, how the fuck? Like, how, how are you in there when the when the doors are boarded up and you're in a wheelchair? Right. Someone just locked your ass in there, and just like every once in a while, when a rat goes by, you chase it down with your wheelchair and crush it, and that's your dinner. Right, but. so it, that was weird. But he's just he's just in there playing piano and shit, creepy as fuck. And like um, the guy's like, "Hey, have you seen Asami?" And he turns around all excited and shit at asking the worst savage questions you can ask. Like, "Oh, you seen her? Did you smell her?" Like, "Ugh, come on, bro." So you already know if you uh, been on Earth long enough that he did some inappropriate shit to Asami. Like, like we all we all figured that shit out, right? Right off the bat. Yeah. It's very clear that that some bad shit went down, because you see the uh, they kind of allude to what he'd done to her also, and it gets it's gonna get increasingly worse. But basically, he's the one that put the two burn marks on her leg for some fucking reason. Like when she was a child, like at seven, he would he would fuck with her. Yeah. So I didn't know whether it was just her dance teacher or was this her uncle that did this stuff to her dance teacher. Because like, okay, dance teacher. Because um, then, you know, if he was the creepy uncle, that would also work, too. That makes sense. Well, yeah, but no, he you was, can't leave men alone with children at all. Yeah. Yeah. So he's technically just the just the uh, teacher. So that was his deal. But then he shows his feet where he has, um, I guess they're prosthetic feet. It looked like somebody sewed Heihachi shoes to the bottom of his foot. <laughs> 
or I thought they just sewed like uh like stone stumps or stone feet to his stumps. Yeah, and then like just tied it up together, and yeah, it's like yeah. now you have feet, kind of. Right, because the shins were like laced up like wrestling boots, and I was just like, I don't know what. I was too busy like what to even try to figure it out or want to rewind. I didn't. But basically, his shoe game is forever fucked, forever. Like, it ain't cute like Cloudy with a chance of meatballs or he sprayed the, the permanent shoes and shit. Negative, homie. These are just nightmare shit, nightmare fuel on both feet. Fucking horrific. So. He just leaves because that's what you do when shit like that goes down, and um, he, yeah, he just bounces. I mean, I, I would, yeah, I would, that's what I like. I expected like maybe a jump scare or something like that. Nope, nope I'm on. Bye. He slowly turns around and leaves the fucking pit. Like, all right, have a nice day, buddy. So she mentioned that she worked at a uh, a bar called a Stonefish, right? Because you you get a flashback reminder. So he's you know trying to find her. So he goes he goes to the Stonefish. We get another Dutch angle. But um, it was also kind of to explain that the, how, the the building is tilted, which we'll get into in a little bit, right? Okay. So he goes there um, to find her. And, and, and what does he find, Randy? So he, he walks down these stairs to this, I guess, like a speakeasy or some kind of secret bar. Or like I thought it was an S&M, dun- like a, like an S&M kind of dungeon thing that he was walking into. Jesus. No, it just ends up being a locked door. And then <laughs> here comes like, here comes the overly... Mr. Exposition himself yes. pops up like, hey, how you doing? What are you doing down there? Ain't nobody down there. <laughs> Hang on. Don't go down there. <laughs> you want me to flesh out the story for you? <laughs> hey, you need some more clues? <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like a video game NPC, dude. Because just, just, first of all, with the gory details that were laid out, because it was basically like, oh, because uh, the owner was a woman. What did the guy say about what happened to her? It's like the owner owned the bar, and then one day she was just dismembered. Like, there were pieces everywhere, and blood was oozing out from the bottom of the door. And when they, when the cops tried to put Humpty Dumpty back together again, they ended up with, like, Ikea furniture with extra parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was three extra fingers, a tongue, and an ear. And then we get, like, a, a, a unsettling, you know, you know how it is when you visualize shit. So he sees like the tongue flopping on the ground and he jumps, <laughs> freaks himself out thinking about it. And I like how the Dutch angle had it tilted to where you will know how the you can almost visualize how the blood will come out. Because I like how they had the lighting too, where everything was in red. So you can oh, like yeah. in the back of your head, you can see the blood there. My question for you, random Randy Savage, why the fuck would you still live in that building? It's time Stargate to move. pussy. <laughs> well, you, you, think, you think the neighbor knew? I wouldn't live in that building, bro. Like, if a bitch got turned into Tetris, I'm out. I'm gone, dude. I'm gone. Why would I hang around? How do you sleep at night knowing somebody got jingled in their fucking uh, domain? And then there's extra parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, um, <laughs> because he's exposition. He doesn't live there. He just, like, he's NPC. <laughs> he just shows up. And then, like, he once just he's gone, he's going to clear. He's going to vanish. <laughs> And wait for the next. Wait for the next stranger to walk by and be like, "Hey, you want some more clues?" He's like I the, took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> he's like a Mega Man enemy. He just he vanishes, but then you come back. He's right back in the same spot. Reset it. We get him. Um, you know, since he's out there, you know, trying to figure shit out, we get this uh, shot of uh, Asami POV watching um, his son leave the house, and we know it's her because she's frantically running into the house, you know, breaking and entering. And looking around, and she sees 
his whiskey or a bourbon. Right. Like he had, because he had, he had one that he drank earlier in the movie, but it was a picture of his wife nearby, which uh, he fucked up. Cause, yeah. Cause she ain't but like this. Who's this bitch? Yeah, it's my dead wife. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> My dead wife. I got. Uh, I have a son. What the shit? He might want to look at his mom, bitch. Like, relax. I don't like that hoe in this house. Okay, bitch, you're crazy. So, um, <laughs> we get a time lapse, and I love how our boy is sitting down immediately, going to the motherfucking bottle, bro. Now I can't lie. If you want to take me out, that's how you do it. <laughs> you poison my booze, cause I'm good as dead. Cause I'm gonna drink it. I was just like, I, I immediately looked at his bottle of booze and like, yep, totally untainted. Ain't nothing wrong with this right now. Oh, I just left the crime scene where all those murders happened. Such a hard day's work, I guess, as my as a TV producer slash detective slash sex fiend. But here we go. <laughs> so that shit hits him, man. Pretty, pretty hard, pretty fast. And he's trying to get up, you know, like, oh, let me just go walk this off. And he falls backwards hard as a motherfucking rock, dude. Brutal. Brutal. So I think it's the funny. It's the funniest thing because he's like, and down I go. And then bam! He goes down hard. Like he fucking freezes. And as soon as his body hits the ground, he like he gets a quick flashback to Asami talking about her, her you know, her abusive uncle's wife. You already you already get the subtext. Cause we have young girl, you know, because her parents, her parents split up. For some reason, neither one of them won the responsibility, so they pawned them off on his brothers. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> we getting divorced, baby, but I'm, neither one of us are going to watch you, though. So you get zero Christmases, because that's how divorces work. And um, At least in Japan. I don't at know least in Japan. I guess, I guess they, they really need time to figure this shit out. Bastards. But um, they fucking um, leave her with the uncle. Uncle had no beef with her, but, you know, but, but his wife fucking her up. You know, like... Giving her cold baths where she'll get pneumonia and kicking the bitch right. downstairs, which is just brutal. Separate her shoulder, fuck the whole shoulder game up, dude. Not cool. Can't play tetherball, badminton, ping pong, play the game pong. She can't do shit. All the shit's fucked up. And she got the sniffles. Dirty. Fucking dirty, dude. Well, what made it really weird was like, it was kind of like, even though this was a flashback, it was like a weird dream state, right? Right. So he's getting like, her whole story, which is really a bummer, because like cause at this part, it's not getting really dream dreamy yet. But she's also talking about how her stepdad hated her fucking guts when she got back with the mom, and ballet gave her legit peace and kept her from suicide. She was talking about how she was approaching the darkness, right? Right. Which you should never have a conversation there to date about that. <laughs> like, why would you continue dating somebody who refers to the darkness? There was one time oh I God. did stay with a girl oh, because she made the. She made the comment. It's like, I don't know what I'd do without you. I think I'd just kill myself. And it's like, you can't just bail after that. because I mean, no, you'll I mean, die. Yeah, it's like, what are you going to do? Jesus is watching. Like, you gotta, <laughs> So you stick around for just long enough to get to a phone and then get this bitch into a psych ward <laughs> yeah. and be like, all right, peace. And then you walk out. Good luck to the rest of your life, homie. Hopefully she's not behind you right now. I'm creeped out for you, but um, I'm not no, bullshitting. She's still in that psych ward. It's fine. Damn. Oof. At least I think so, right? Oh, God. Ugh, I'm so creeped out for you. I don't know why this, this is not funny anymore. So, um, yeah, so during this date, when she's talking about the darkness and her you know, being suicidal, Ghost of Wife shows up uh, at the table across from them. And it's like, hey. Bitch ain't good for you. She says it calmly. But she's like, she ain't the one. You need to run, boy. This is, this is bad. This is bad juju. 
<laughs> Jedi ghosts come back to the like, no, stay away, Luke. So we <laughs> bitch be crazy. Right. So we, we flash to like another like room and shit where he's like, I guess like it's like they left and she was going to blow him. Because I feel like it's an amalgamation of things that have transpired and things that have um, not transpired. Like he's like, I think the stuff that he was like uh, dealing with already in his past and the stuff that he has figured out through his investigation is like kind of, right. you know, kind of like all having a fever dream because the motherfucker's high as a kite right now. So crazy blowjob scene, right? Where yeah. Asami's like, yeah, let me let me get some of this dick in my mouth. And he's like, okay, even though I'm freaking out and scared, I mean, I could go for a beach, you know, no biggie. So he's getting domed up and he says Asami's name. And we, I didn't mention this. He had a, a co-worker, female co-worker. She's not like the most attractive chick, but she, you know, she's cute enough, right? Yeah. And I, I was kind of weirded out by this chick where her story kind of does something, but does nothing. Or like, she just kind of in the beginning of the movie, she's like, Hey, I'm getting married. And he's like, well, congratulations. Bye. And he leaves. And that's it. That's the end of that conversation. Well, she, we don't get any kind of like, what, she, what's going on? She bumps into him twice. She bumps into him twice. Cause it was another yeah. time she bumps into him and she's like, you know, you got nothing to say, you know, like I could tell they fuck. I could tell. I, I guess that's what happened. I didn't. I. I. I got the fact that she might have been into him, and just like she's not very good at like saying it out loud. Nah, they they but smashed. I don't know if they like they just did it and like, or something else that popped in mind. He did her while his wife was dying, and then like, nope, we ain't talking no more. No, uh, no, no. And do that. It was so many years that passed. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that was like his one time he smashed somebody because he was just in his feelings, and um. Why was she sweating? <laughs> she was blowing a fuck out of him. I would have been like, "You're a keeper." But um, the reason the reason I assumed as much because I was like, I was trying to figure out like who was in his life that could have been a potential mate, you know? Because he's out here looking for this, this, you know, for young ass and pretty chicks. Like who was in his like realistic wheelhouse that he could have interacted with? And I, and I figured the coworker was one of them, and it confirmed it. When she showed up, uh, you know, kind of laying out the exposition that they did fuck once. And, you know, she's like, I know you thought it was a mistake, but I really wanted to try it, blah, 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 blah. And then she transforms into his son's girlfriend that he met, which made it even more uncomfortable. Because I don't know if that was like a weird juxtaposition between he's more into younger girls. I I think it's literally how dreams work, where it's everything you see during the day in a blender trying to work itself into a cohesive kind of like like state and it's like i'm getting a blowjob right now from spin the wheel of women i've seen today granted but, but he did but he did find her attractive yeah like, like but, yeah but it wasn't it wasn't blatant until it wasn't a taboo thing until this dream is like you know it's a dream so right. you know he's not gonna tell anybody about this obviously so um <laughs> shit's crazy like, Shit's crazy, weird. dude. And then we flash to that horrible goddamn bag coming in to, to cut the uh, fucked up uh, pedo tension. I I think this is him kind of like, it's like a weird fever dream type thing because he doesn't know about the bag unless he found her residence and they didn't mention that part because that's why he's coming home to get a drink. Because maybe, right. maybe, maybe he found a residence and he saw the bag and possibly saw the guy. Possibly. All this is kind of like, you know, in the ether right now. So the motherfucker comes out the bag, right? It's bad. It's a dude in a soiled underwear, hair long. He's been there for a while. Tongue missing, ear missing, three fingers missing. 
creepy as fuck. So we get. Oh, also he has no fucking feet. My bad. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. How the fuck? Yeah, is he? he's got like little two little quail like chicken legs looking <laughs> things like. <laughs> fucking drumstick gristle, and uh, <laughs> so. Meanwhile, our girl Asami's in the kitchen cooking him up something. Psych, I'm lying. She ain't cooking shit. Bitch is vomiting into a dog bowl, bro. My God. Oh, Jesus. They didn't. They don't show it. You see her retching, and you see her prop up with the shiny-ass dog dish, and you're like, oh, that's not fucking uh, cream of mushroom soup. That's barf. Oh, I didn't catch that till just right now. That's disgusting. Yeah. You want to know some even more disgusting, Rando? Are you ready? Like I heard, like I heard the noises, and I didn't know like what the fuck. And I was like, she comes out with this bowl of milk, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's milk. It ain't milk, baby. That's straight vomitorium. Guess what, though, homie? You ready? You sitting down? Go ahead. You braced it, up. That is real vomit from the actress, my friend. Why? Why? Why would they have to do that? That doesn't make any sense. Method That's acting. Method acting, my friend. Fuck that, that shit. I, I don't know if he. I hope. I hope he didn't really bury his face in her puke though, because nobody is that fine. I'm sorry. That's just gross. So yeah, fucking horrific, right? And 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 as she like pets his back like he's a dog, because she's you know she treat she's objectifying him like a pet as if she's been objectified by society and then in general. Um, while she pets him, she transforms back into that seven year old girl, um, in the ballet clothes, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Um, Jesus. So, <laughs> shit's getting really crazy, crazy, and then like we get the old creep again with the with the uh, the Heihachi feet. He shows yeah. back up, and like I like how they're like, oh, all the things that you thought he was doing, he's doing. And it could they cut to him like she's dancing, it's a beautiful thing of her little girl dancing and shit, slow motion ballet. Meanwhile, instructor's beating his fucking meat in his room. Not fucking cool. Not cool. And uh, they kind of replay the torture scene again when she's older this time instead of younger. And yep. um, it, 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 it's, it, it's the worst. It's the worst. And um, then we have him. Um, somehow she, he sees her killing the teacher with the razor. That's so weird. This is I'm, I'm all kind of messed up right now. This is, I'm still stuck on the vomit. Like, I don't understand why you need to do that. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, she she chops off this dude's head with like uh like uh Luca Brasi fucking from Godfather and shit. And he's like happy, he's like grateful about it and shit. It was just a weird kind of sick twisted thing between them. And his head comes right the fuck off, right on the piano keys, bling, hits the ground. And um, the motherfucker wakes up out of his dream, right? You're right. Thank God. Back to reality, kind of, sort of, maybe, possibly. And we have Asami in her iconic uh, gear. She has a uh, rubber apron, which is never good. Like a butcher's mm -hmm. apron, that is always bad. And uh, these, uh, you know, mad scientists, you know, Nazi scientists, black gloves, rubber gloves. And um, I, did you notice the harness on that apron? Yeah, it's like leather straps and like hooks and shit. And I was yeah, like, like really hardcore strap game on that. Like it will never fall off ever, ever. And um, really creepy looking. But um, just ah, uh, just the, the ugh, just. You knew bad shit was gonna happen, and yeah. um, there was another supporting character I never mentioned, uh, 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 Ganga, or Gang, if you want to read out the uh, the name, the little doggy, little cute little dog, man. Yeah, Ganga was the best, and she. Killed I like how they they did the dogs murder off screen because they didn't want to piss too many people off. 
Well, it didn't matter because the dog's head was going that away. He was, she snapped his neck, Mortal Kombat style, and the dog's head was facing the other way. And, he, and like it gave you a good solid shot of him dead. It was a bummer, dude. Because the dog was just the cutest thing ever. But Takashi Miike is very famous for fucking off dogs in some of his movies. Um, there was one, uh, <laughs> there was one scene in the movie called Gozu, where um, one of the guys was like very adamant about protecting his uh, his mob boss. And his little mm-hmm. itty bitty dog was like yapping at his mob boss. So he went outside, took the dog by the leash, and spun it like a helicopter and threw it at the window. <laughs> what the shit? Fucking, fucking brutal. Like the dog didn't like explode or anything, but you just saw it go Boop! and just hit the ground. And it was just, oh, Jesus. So, um. <laughs> so it would have been worse if he just bought the dog. Poop. Yeah, I know, right? Fucking uh, Anchorman, that shit. Yeah. So. This is the infamous torture scene. The uh, the dad is now drugged with a uh, it's a fictitious it's a fictitious um, poison where he, he's paralyzed but he can still feel everything. There's no such thing. Uh, Takashi said he put that in the movie just to kind of make everything make sense of why he's not moving. And uh, but he's still kind of moving. I, I mean, mean, he's moving, not... but he's not doing what he, he's not whooping her ass like he's not. <laughs> Yeah, he's not he's not jumping up and down, but like he's definitely jumping a little bit. Like, yeah, I mean, he, you get you gotta sell it. You can't, you know, can't be just. <laughs> <laughs> so she pulls out these acupuncture needles, and uh, she has a needle of her own that she stabs in his tongue to further, I guess, uh, paralyze him, uh, which she was already fucked to begin with. I like the. Uh, I like how when she's in the uh, dominant, you know, position here, uh, having him at her at her mercy, all her weapons, you know, involve penetration. That is true. That is weird. I didn't notice that. So, will we uh, put this up with the creepiest noise ever? Yes. Uh, whoever did the sound design on this deserves an award, and then deserves to be locked up because <laughs> they they did a really good job. But obviously, they really like tortured somebody and then just duct take their mouth to get those sounds to be that real i mean just there's no way this is not done by a real human being or at least a pig carcass somewhere so she's she's hitting him in all the bad spots none of the good spots for acupuncture just the inverse and he's in horrific pain and she's saying in english she's saying deeper deeper but the noise she makes just creeps me the fuck out that's what i meant by the creepiest noise ever it's like it sounds like kitty 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 kitty. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "What the shit, bro?" Yeah, dude. And it's like she's stabbing him all in the torso, like all in the diaphragm, the intestines, all her. She's just stabbing the fuck out of him. Then she stabs this dude in the tear ducts, bro. Like God, Jesus. Oh, fucking him up, dude. And oh, but but before she stabbed him in the eye eye tear duct sockets thingies. Like she once she had like he had like a field of like acupuncture, acupuncture needles on the stomach, and she fucking grinds up on him, and just crushes them all into his fucking saw. Oh, I was like, ooh. The only way that would have been creepier if she like moaned really sexy like right there, like oh that feels so good to me. Uh, well, and like I, no. Yeah, I, I think that thick ass rubber uh, thing kind of protected her a bit, but she didn't give a fuck. She just ugh, fucked him up even worse. Then stabbed them in the eyes. And I like how they had like a really crazy camera shot of where basically it's like you have a POV shot from the guy, but not necessarily. It's like you're right behind him. Right. 
But above like, it. Like if you were holding down his head, that's how you would see the Right, shot. right. Ugh. And it was just creepy. And just the look of joy on her face this entire time is just fucking ugh, alarming. How at peace she was fucking this dude up. And she's like, she was basically talking about how like he fucked up, basically. How like, you know, he's supposed to love me and only me. And uh, you, you didn't do it. You lied. And she's referring to his son. She's referring to like, you know, like everybody on earth, basically. It's impossible not to do that, but whatever. So, yeah, that, uh, I was like, bitch, there's all kinds of different love in the world. Just, just take the pick and be one. <laughs> so she threatens the sun and shit. And um, this is when she applies the tourniquet to one of his uh, feet. Now, this movie is actually a, a, a novel, uh, a novel originally. Our book. Oh shit! Yeah, and uh, you know this is an adaptation, and uh, it, originally he's supposed to lose both his feet. Uh, the movie guys didn't want him to lose any of his feet, and Takashi's like, I'm just gonna split the difference. He's gonna lose yeah. a foot. So she wraps that fucking piano wire around his dude's ankle, man, <sighs> and starts to go to work. And now, uh, granted, I've seen worse, you know. But I was I was in I was thought about misery at this point in time and I was like, would I rather have it cut off or just like broken off with a sledgehammer? Like which one would be worse? That's a tough one. Cause even oh you know in the book, um it, he wasn't hobbled. He, he it was chopped off. Yeah, it was gone, just like Yeah, so he wasn't even hobbled like 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 the movie version. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I guess maybe hobbled because I could still possibly get my foot back. Yeah, but it's like, what if she just kept going and just kept smashing until it was hamburger? Oh, then please tourniquet and cut that bitch off, please. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> cut that bitch off quick. Cut it <laughs> off, because once it's off, it's off. I don't want my fucking feel my toe bones and shit. Jesus. So um, <laughs> no, I have a meat bag at the end of my leg. <laughs> exactly. So like, she fucking um, when she goes to work, she's so happy, and I like how she gets in position. Like once she like has it in there, you knew it was about to go down because she like adjusts herself. And puts her foot down for leverage and yeah. starts to smile, dude. And you have like another really crazy camera angle of her just looking like she's having a fucking blast taking off his fucking foot. And it's gone. It's off. She throws it on the window and shit just to let you know, yeah, this shit happened. It was a nice shot. It was outside. You're outside seeing her throw it at the screen door while the window was closed. So it just bounced back. It's fucked up. Yeah. Left the stain on the window and shit. Just like. Uh, so she's, she's about to get foot number two, man. And then the sun shows up. So, the son shows up. She's she's hiding, and the son's like, "What the fuck happened?" You know, and she creeps up behind him. Boom! We get another uh, flash, flashback possible. It was it all a dream sequence where he's laying in bed with her, right? And this is a uh, I think right before or after they possibly fucked. Probably I think after they had this sex. Is, this is afterwards, and I was seriously like, this fucked me up a little bit. I was like, "What the whole fucking shit was all a dream?" I was just like, right. that's the. It was the false ending, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay, because it 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 didn't like just stop there. Like, hey, what's wrong? What's going on? Oh, I had this terrible dream, and then she like pulls back and is his dead wife or some shit. No, it just keeps going <laughs> in the scene. Well, they, where it's they like, talk further. They, they they talk more about like you get more kind of a uh, context clues of what's going on with it, right? Right. And like uh, and kind of the agreements and like you know how things kind of got deeper for her. Cause she was talking more about how, you know, she's been lied to and, and that she accepts his proposal. 
That's what it was about. She uh, she accepted his uh, proposal. Yeah, it's and like, it's like we're what, gonna get married. Are... And he's kind of like, shit. I like I like I said before, when you guys are naked, nothing is nothing is true. Anything we say is a lie, <laughs> maybe just to keep you naked. Yeah, can, you, can you, let's get married right now after we're finished. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Like something like, oh shit, it was all a dream. You know, like he he's scared of what he could possibly done because he lied. He was he was having guilt of his lying, and this is what could happen for him lying, right? So okay, well, right. lesson learned. Maybe he'll like admit it to her because she oh she brought up the addition how like oh I feel so lucky because even though I didn't I didn't become the heroine, I found you, and it was just like guilt. So I was like, oh, that's what it's about. It's about psych. It's not about guilt. The shit's really happening. The motherfucker wakes back up. Motherfucker still has one foot. And his son is being attacked by this chick. And it's scary. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's real. Oh, no. Like, Mike's such a dick for this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I'm like, oh, God, it's all real. Oh, Lord. And um, the son is, like, kind of, like, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, number one. Because she has, like, mace now. And she takes a little, psh, little sample spray of mace. And she chases him upstairs with his fucking mace because she's going to fuck him up too, right? And uh, the son's like, bitch, get the fuck off me. Kicks the bitch in the chest. Charlie Murphy style. And she flies and misses all the stairs on her way down, bro. It's like the best super kick ever. And it's just like right in the chest, 30 feet across the roof. What the? Yeah, he totally stereotyped Japanese kick. I mean, he, th that was fear. And plus, he had legit leverage because he was on the ground. So he had, like, the power of Earth behind him as he kicked his chick in the torso. He Earth bent his bitch down the bottom <laughs> of the stairs. <laughs> she hits that motherfucking ground. And goddamn, her neck, bro. Her motherfucking neck is just. Fucked up. She's like, <laughs> she looks like she's okay until you like they zoom in and she tries to swallow and you're like, oh, the noise. Yeah, like it's it's the combination of slugs being swallowed through a garbage tote like a garbage can and just bones crackling at the same time. Just, oh, and then you can see it go. It's just like oh fucking oh. Oh God! So I'm thinking she's dead. <laughs> Look, she's dead. She's done. And uh, fucking uh, the dad is looking at her because, of course, she's you know laid in a position where she's staring at him, you know, dying. And she proceeds to speak to him. <laughs> uh, I'm like, Death no. confession. Like, just die, just die. And she's apologizing. Like, my bad for being so fucking childish. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, I was just excited to see you, and you know. Clearly, clearly, I, I went overboard, and uh, my bad. <laughs> Just creepy, dude. Creepy, man. And then we get like a scene of her um, as a child sitting in a room alone, and then um, credits. Yeah. Yeah. Credits. Credits. Just abrupt. Like so much. Like they hit you in the ass so hard at the tail end of this movie with just so much. And you're just, you don't know how to feel. And, you, and like, I don't, I didn't know how to feel the first time I saw this movie. Like, uh, like, how did you feel when this shit ended abruptly like that? Like your thoughts. I'm, I'm still, uh, cause 
I want to. I'm still lost on her motivation. I know that she she feels like she needs to have complete control over the one she loves, but it just it it's not enough. And I'm trying to figure out where his crime was. Like, was it just the lying about the audition that caused yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this it, to happen? Or it, 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 was, like... it was the lying. She was already unhinged, um, and she was already wrong so many times. And uh, oh, because uh, the the guy who was horribly mutilated in the bag, he basically banged the chick who was in charge of the stonefish. He was the record producer that went missing. Oh, okay. And the record producer banged the the shop owner, I mean the the the, the bar owner. The bar owner. That's why that's why you saw him uh in his fucked up state hugging on a chick on the stairs at the fucking stonefish. And she, she she walked in on him and that's when she murdered the fuck out of him because she found him. So like she's just been wrong a bajillion times cuz she kept ref- referencing others. So it's like uh, those two people weren't the only people she possibly killed. On top of the uh, the uh, ballet instructor, like there, right, there's most definitely more people that died because she was such a pro at it, and she already had her whole little uh, get up set up, you know, like her outfit for fucking people up, the drugs that she had for the, the you know paralyzation. She's done this before. Um, maybe it's just me and my being super racist, but I thought that was. I thought that was the guy, the main guy, and the secretary chick fucking on the stairs, and I was Negative. like, "Negative, no." That was th- that was them closing that loophole of like, why why did that person die at the Stonefish? Because she uh, fucked she fucked the record producer, and they they both paid for it. Um, but yeah, she's just been wrong. She was just it was just, it was a revenge thing because she was always the victim, and uh, she's victimizing the ones that wronged her. Like that's her fucking motivation. Period. But at the same time, she. She can't really love because she's never been happy, and she doesn't know how to like, you know, probably deal with that shit because she was obsessed with him at the same time. Because uh, I guess he was showing her affection, and she didn't know how to deal with it, so she processed it wrong, and she just was <laughs> she was just always on. I mean, she she was just, I mean she had way too much devotion, and she set herself up uh, too high for disappointment, you know, and uh, she she got cray. <laughs> and motherfuckers died and lost feet. Damn. But um, yeah, man. That's the end of a fucking another movie, classic man. case of not fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So what crazy. If this movie was a video game, Randy, what would it be? Damn, I see. If this movie was a video game, it would have to be like Max Payne or Hard Rain, some kind of first person, like just walking yeah, around yeah. and talking to NPCs, getting information. And like trying to pick up like missing feet and, and legs and stuff like that and add them to your inventory. Uh, I think Hard Rain's a good call. That's a legit call, like a, or Indigo Prophecy, so like, like like one of those type of games where it's like an interact. Oh, you, or you know what, a Telltale game, right? Audition a Telltale game would be fucking dope. Where you um you got you know you have your messages, but you have way less time to respond to her. <laughs> And yeah. they always say Asami will remember that, and it's like, Ugh, fuck. <laughs> oh fuck! You know, you know this game is Catherine, right? That makes sense. Ooh, it could be Catherine. Yeah. Ugh, God, that was a creepy game too, man. Um, yeah, all, all, all good choices. All good choices. Um, so let's do this, man. Uh, let's find out how many people got chippity chopped up. <laughs> let's get into our body count. Yeah, uh-huh. 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 You have the numbers, Ernie? Let's see. Well, 
I was just going through it with my head, and I, I thought literally it was only like three. Seemed like it to me, but well, the mom, in the movie, Asami. But I'm gonna look it up real fast. Hang on. No, no. So it's gang, Asami, the mom. You count the dog too? Hell yeah. <laughs> the dog's cute. So the owner, Asami, the dog, the mom. It's like four. Okay. I was off by one. Let's get into our other segment uh, for our tallies. You know, one of my favorite things. Butts and boobies. Let's get in the skin deep. Yup. It's about to get skin deep. I just want to see a little feet. Just show me that boy. Just a little bit of titties. Right now. Right now. So we have uh, one pair of uh, Asian breasts that were exposed for literally no reason. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Thanks, Takashi. Thanks Thank a lot, buddy. So Thanks for getting confused. Right? So, it's final verdict time. Knee pads or slippers. Folks, that is our rating system for movies. Uh, we do not do two thumbs up or two thumbs down. We don't do five stars and crap like that. What we do is, uh, if we hate this movie, we shuffle in two hater slippers and walk among this movie and just treat it like the piece of shit that it is. You know, just slam its coffee on the table. Just look at it. Just wish it would just fucking leave. Or two knee pads where we uh, fall to the uh, quote-unquote worshipping position and give this movie its just due. Random Randy Savage. Knee pads or slippers? I'm going to go ahead and give it uh, one knee pad because it's really fucked up. <laughs> but it's still a good it's still a good ride. So I'm gonna get it the bending on one knee and and promising that I'm only gonna love you, baby. I swear. I'm only gonna love you. Um okay. I'm gonna give this one uh, yeah, I wanna give it two knee pads, man, but I am gonna have to give it one. It's um it's a great movie. Um but I feel like it's only good for a first watch. And I feel like that's why I wanna give it one. Like, because uh, once you see it already, all the story beats are already there. There's really not much to, I mean, I guess you could try to decipher the last 10 minutes or so. Uh, if it was my first viewing, I would have easily gave it two new pads. Um, still a great movie. Probably one of my favorite uh, Takashi Miike movies uh, put out there, period. Um, I highly recommend it. I feel like it's a nice entryway to his type of films because shit gets way darker, way bloodier, way more taboo, way worse. Um, Way worse. <laughs> like, there's some movies that, I mean, he made some movies that are just way the fuck out there. And I feel like this is a nice shallow end uh, version of a movie to watch. So I feel like it, um, it's highly recommendable for me, you know. But I would uh, watch the rest of his movies with very high caution. Very high fucking caution. Um, so, yeah, man. That's it. Once again, I want to give a shout out to uh, that boy Melvin who uh, requested this movie. Uh, hope you enjoyed our review of it. Hope it was a uh, funny enough, aka serious enough, or whatever. I don't fucking know, but uh, thank you for reaching out to us and let us know what you wanted us to review. Uh, I, I like this movie, so I had no problem doing it. Uh, Randy, you any uh, any shout outs? I want to give a shout out to the nerdy bitches for last episode yes. and being really cool about Facebook unapproved name switch. There, thank you for being cool on that. Yeah, we yeah we had no choice. 
Um, yeah, but shout out to uh, the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Uh, new members, uh, Ozzy and the Palm and um, Dinner and a Podcast. I think I gave him a shout out before, but I'm going to give him a shout out again. Uh, welcome aboard, guys. Freaking love y'all. Hashtag Podcast Mafia. That's uh, So Wizard. Um, fans on Patrol. Dork of All Trades. Open All Powers. Uh, not a nerd, uh, not another nerdy podcast. Um, Nerdtastic Four. I feel like I miss. Oh, uh, Geek Yogurt Podcast. Jesus. Um, if I missed anybody, I'm really fucking sorry, but I don't think I did. Um, Damn. Oh, it'd be hard to miss everybody on this superhero day. speak. Good God. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Movie Pod Squad. Hashtag Potter Family. Uh, you guys have a good one. Um, background check your bitches when you, when you try to date them, <laughs> man or female. And uh, be safe out there, y'all. You have a good one.